0: Cosmos Science, News, Magazine, Podcasts, Video and Features The first thing I learnt to cook was scrambled eggs. At the time, I was immensely proud of myself. I followed my mum's instructions very carefully and produced what seemed a veritable culinary delicacy. Four years later, I realised the eggs I'd carefully been preparing were actually a dry, powdery, disgusting mess. That was after I tried my mate's mum's version. I don't know what I was thinking, or what was going wrong. Now, I intend to fix my egg woes. My name is Lena Jones, and I'm a Year 12 student who likes science and yummy eggs. And this week on Podcast Next Gen, I'm inviting you to come along with me as we unscramble the science behind the best scrambled egg recipe ever. Did you know that scrambled eggs date back to the ancient Romans? Before that, in ancient Egyptian times, eggs were fried. Just as they were for the first egg eaters, the most important parts of an egg for us today are the yolk and the albumin, or in regular terms, the white, because these are the bits you eat. The albumin is largely water and contains more than 40 types of proteins. Although you might just think of a protein as what makes you buff, Proteins are biomolecules made from long folded chains of amino acid that protect and provide nutrients for the embryo. They're a bit like a double knot on your shoelaces, if that knot was nanoscale. The yolk is a bit more interesting. It contains more proteins than the white, along with minerals, vitamins, and fat. The fat is why egg yolks coagulate at a higher temperature than the white. To be exact, yolks coagulate at 65 degrees Celsius, while the white coagulates at 60. That's why it's so important to thoroughly mix, or as scientists like to call it homogenise, your whites and yolks before you scramble them, as this ensures the eggs cook evenly. Like many others, I suspect, I have often mixed eggs to the point where I thought they were fully combined, only to produce a multicoloured spectacle in the pan. So, always mix them very thoroughly. Of course, it helps to use the correct utensil. But what is the correct utensil? Fork or whisk? Despite much contention, I can confidently say that neither is objectively better as it depends on what types of eggs you like. If you like fluffy rather than creamy eggs, use a whisk. The whisk wires allow more air bubbles to be incorporated into the eggs thanks to a protein in the white called ovomucin that makes it thick and gooey, clinging easily to each wire. This process denatures, or breaks down, the protein by breaking certain bonds within the molecule that create a helical structure. This is like untying a double knot to a simple overhand. The proteins then deviate quite significantly from shoelace behaviour as they form new bonds, lining up in parallel and becoming shorter. This network traps the air bubbles due to differences in charge between the end of protein chains. The hydrophilic end, attracted to water, points away from the air to get close to its aqua buddy. The hydrophobic end, repelled by water, points inward towards the bubble. And this is the function of a foam and is also how we can make meringues, although I wouldn't advise you to have them for breakfast. For our scrambled eggs, things you can add to make them fluffier include water and milk. This will help separate proteins and create steam pockets while the eggs cook, giving them a fluffier texture. However, diluting egg too much can destabilise the proteins, so this cooking process should be pursued with caution. If you like your eggs creamier, use a fork. You still homogenize the egg so the proteins will still denature and realign in the same way as using a whisk but forks won't incorporate as much air another tip add fat say cream now of course adding cream will make it taste creamy but adding fat also decreases the tendency for eggs to foam and pick up air and it stabilizes the proteins this is because the egg proteins prefer to sit on the fat water interface or boundary instead of the water air interface not only that Adding cream distributes heat more evenly during cooking and raises the coagulation temperature, which means the cooking process is more controlled and you'll get more tender eggs and less watery grossness. Easily the most vital moment for getting the perfect scrambled by science eggs is when the eggs hit the pan. This is another place where I sadly fell short. When you heat eggs, they undergo further protein denaturation called coagulation. This involves the solidification of denatured proteins as the denatured helix structures bond with one another, forming a coagulation network. Think of it as undoing the overhand knot and then tying your shoes together. So, when you heat eggs, they lose fluidity and form a semi-solid substance known in food science as a gel. If you've prepped your eggs to be fluffy, the network forms around the air bubbles and makes your eggs light. However, you must limit the agitation. Hold off on the stirring. Otherwise, the trapped air will escape. If you want creamy eggs, stir your arms off. This is to break up the coagulation network as much as possible. Either way, cook your eggs slowly on a low temperature. It does take longer, but it means that the coagulation process is more controlled and your eggs will retain the water. If you heat your eggs at too high a temperature, the coagulation can run away from you, forming a network so strong that it expels the water completely into a puddle on the plate, generating a dry powdery disgusting mess there you have it code cracked i hope this information comes in handy next time you fancy a hot breakfast i might just whip up some eggs tomorrow morning an actual culinary delicacy and better still a scientific breakthrough you've been listening to podcast next gen a collaboration between the national youth science forum and cosmos magazine Year 12 students from across Australia have written and recorded their own science shortcasts about important topics in their lives. We'll be releasing them weekly, so keep an ear out. Cosmos is a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia, which is based in Adelaide, on Ghana land. The students recorded their pieces around Australia, and we pay respects to Indigenous groups across the country.